You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Treader and Lindsay Adams-Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. Hey, Laura. Hey, Lindsay. We're back. We're doing another catalog chat episode. It's been a while. It has been a while. I am so glad to be doing a fun catalog episode today. (laughs) Right? Like, we've had so many great interviews the past couple weeks and coming up, but it's always good to reconnect with each other and chat about what little AG things have been happening in our lives. Cause I feel like it's been, uh, quite a few, uh, instances that have come up lately. Absolutely. I feel like, I don't know, AG is just popping up everywhere these days, <laughs> but also there's a lot going on with AG right now too. Mm-hmm. There is, there is. But Laura, before we talk about what AG is doing, I have to bring this up. I have been holding out information from you for quite some time and I wanted to share it on the podcast. Oh my God, spill. (laughs) So I got a text recently from one of our former guests, Julia Tausman, who was one of our very early episodes, who was a reluctant Molly. She has a very (laughs) funny episode um, that was, I think, probably within like the first 10 that we did, right? For sure. For sure. She was an early guest. Mm-hmm. And Julie and I go way back from our days working in the beauty industry. And I just love having this like extra thing to connect with her on. But I got a text from Julia a few weeks ago that I I screamed. It was just so good. Oh my God. I'm on the edge of my seat, Lindsay. So not only does Julia have a very early edition Molly. Like she got Molly in the 80s from her aunt, if I remember correctly. So not only is it a white body Molly, it is signed by Pleasant. Wait a minute. I don't feel, and maybe we just like weren't knowledgeable enough at the time, because obviously I think that you and I have like expanded our knowledge since we first recorded with Julia. I don't think I put two and two together that she could even have a white-bodied Molly. Mm-hmm. I know. I don't think I knew what white bodies were at the time. But, but she has, yeah, she's Molly number 1679, it looks like. And it is signed by Pleasant, Roland, 1987. I cannot believe that she has a signed Molly. Can you read a little bit of what? your exchange with her was like when you were (laughs) discovering this (laughs) yes so she said she went to her parents house this weekend and finally remembered to inspect molly she's from 1987 signed by pleasant and i immediately wrote stop it omg this is history and she said it might actually be from 1986 but i guess she hails from 1987 close enough and i was just like this is incredible I cannot believe this. And Pleasant has a beautiful signature. Like it's everything you would want it to be. I am just so blown away by this revelation. Do you think that this has given Julia any kind of newfound respect for Molly, knowing (laughs) that she had one of the more rare Mollies out there? Right. We're going to have to check in with her because this makes it extra special. I love this so much. I, I, this is huge. Like Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure what this surprise was going to be. I (laughs) really had no idea, but this has like exceeded my expectations. (laughs) Like 
I can't believe that we, I don't know that we've talked to anybody else. We've talked to very few people who actually like originated with a white body American girl Mm -hmm. and very few people like even in the universe have signed American girls. Right? It's absolutely incredible to think that like Pleasant took a Sharpie or whatever she used to sign this doll. And yeah, I feel like it's just such a rare thing to have and probably like thousands of dollars on eBay. And like also though, like why, like, I guess I'm just curious as to why she was signing them to be like or how long maybe rather she did that for because I feel like signing them obviously was not like a long-term thing right so I wonder when she stopped that's so interesting right I like to think that she was just like so proud of what she created and thought about like how special these dolls will be in the future totally totally could be um I but I love that and now I guess I also didn't really fully comprehend that Julia's American Girl like interest was during those like first like couple years Mm -hmm. yeah a Um, very early AG fan truly like I she's probably maybe one of the like earliest fans I feel like we've interviewed as well I think so oh wow this has been (laughs) this has been amazing I feel like we have to like have her on again to like discuss this more in depth (laughs) seriously so (laughs) that was the big news and then Laura we have not talked about this yet on the podcast um the aftermath, but I finally rewigged Felicity. Yes, you did. And you did it in a public forum on <laughs> Instagram live with me helping to facilitate. <laughs> it was actually like easier in some ways and harder in other ways. Like I thought it would be really hard to get her wig off. And for anyone who's listened to our podcast for the past, I don't know, few months, like I talk about wanting to rewig Felicity quite often. Um, I was very apprehensive about it. She had a really like a uh, like tangled mess of a hairstyle happening that I cut when I was younger. And I bought her a new wig on Etsy that was um like a long, flowy, like loose wave wig that is very beautiful but just doesn't read colonial so I was really nervous about actually going through with it until we had a guest on who was like well if you don't like it just put her old wig back on and I was like yeah duh like this is not a forever decision I wouldn't have thought of that either (laughs) yeah I was like it's all or nothing like yeah (laughs) like so that really helped my decision and we committed to it. We had an Instagram live, like it was happening. We announced it on the podcast at the end of August that it was happening that night. So there was really no turning around. And I thought it would be really difficult to take the wig off. And I thought it was going to be like strange to be on an Instagram live, like struggling to get a wig off. But that part like wasn't too hard. Like there's a trick with using the back of a spoon, which We did have some like really awesome um, uh, followers in the live giving instructions because they've done it before. Right. So that was super, super helpful. Like I read about it a little online and watched a YouTube video, but like having people there who have had the experience was really, really helpful. Um, So I went for it. The hard part was actually putting the wig on because it has elastic inside and you have to kind of line it up perfectly to like the right position on her head and you're gluing it. And, um, Felicity has a part. So it was a little off centered in the end result. And there was a lot of glue kind of, uh, surrounding her head in her hair a little bit. So I'm going to need to, uh, 
take that off at some point. Um, I brought her back to my parents' house for now. Um, but I'm glad I did it and she looked great. Well, I think, you know, as far as like a first re-wigging goes, it definitely was successful because you did it under pressure Mm -hmm. with an audience. (laughs) And to me, it looked fine. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I I didn't think it looked like off center. And maybe that's also like more accurate to like the time. Um, But yeah, like you could always redo it if you wanted to. And um, I think overall, like, the worst part about it is probably, like, ripping the initial wig off. Yeah. But, like, seeing the wig off, like, it looked like a little scraggly toupee. Like, it's not something (laughs) that I would see and be like, okay, like, take this blowout off. Like, put this, like, little, like, ugh tangly thing back on her like it looks so matted and just not not the vibe for felicity she she needs better <laughs> right you're like there's no going back at this point right even though the glue makes it look like she has dandruff like it's still preferable <laughs> to what she had on before <laughs> <laughs> um well i think that honestly like you could probably even look up ways to do the pin curls if you wanted to like commit Mm -hmm. to this wig I know I've seen people like do the pin curls quite easily with like wrapping it around um whatever utensil and like spraying water on it like I'm assuming you have to cut as well because they're long oh that's true for this wig I definitely would um yeah we'll see I mean she's looking pretty good right now that's amazing I I I'm happy for you. Thank you. And I'm also happy that we got some um, fun launches this week from AG directly. Yes. They're kind of like giving giving us what we want in a way. Yes, I know. And it seems like American Girl has been like teasing a lot of things from their social media. But like, okay, again, though. I feel like every time they try to reach our demographic of like older people revisiting American Girl, they don't quite nail it, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like sure. I think I think re-releasing the year two thousand outfit and I guess it's not really a re-release, it's more like they've remade it, but the vinyl jumper um and the 2000 outfit for Isabella Nikki is great that's kind of what a lot of people were critiquing when those dolls mm-hmm. were first launched was like why didn't they relaunch with any of like the 90s outfits um, right so i love that i love that they brought these into their collections cuz these are like two very top tier outfits yes the millennium outfit your 2000 New Year celebration is just such a fun look. And it really is. Like the the purple um, cardigan set with the skirt and tights. It's so fun. And I love that it's paired with the red jumper. Like that was a look that we um, discussed as uh I think at the top of our list of what we love from the girl of today outfits, when we look through all the neat outfits, we particularly loved this one. Yes. And it's great because we've heard from a few of our listeners and followers along the way that this jumper in particular, like hasn't uh, withstood the test of time with like holding up well, like it kind of disintegrated. So having this like relaunched is really exciting that um the red the red jumper returns agreed and i think they nailed it with like assigning them to the right characters too yes. based on what i know about these characters <laughs> right do you ever um you ever see the tiktoks it's like a trend right now that's going around that's like what's a word that you like mispronounced once and now it's like forever in your mind. Mm -hmm. I feel that way about the word 
millennium. Like, and it wasn't even like me saying it wrong, but like, Laura, I don't know if you remember this, but like near our office, there is a market called the millennium market. Kind of. It's kind of like where the subway was. Um, oh, wait. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> once my friend like called it millennial market. Mm. And I always thought like, oh, the millennial market. That's a fun name. And now every time I like want to say millennium, I want to say millennial so it's not like quite the TikTok trend, but I think about that every time I now see like anything with millennium and now it like has that association for like this outfit, even though I don't think it's called, I think it's called your 2000 outfit, but still. I know. Year- like, why do we call it the millennium outfit? It doesn't even say that. It doesn't but we're even calling say it. it that. And like, right? also I always want to say millennia for some reason. <laughs> Even though it's, like, that is, like, a version of Millennium that I would never need to use, so. <laughs> Millennia. Was there a Backstreet Boys song called Millennium, or am I making that up? Maybe. Millennia would be, like, a beautiful name. Millennia. <laughs> Melania. <laughs> there was there was a Backstreet Boys Um album called millennium which has i want it that way on it okay that makes a lot of sense i feel like we during this time we're just like so obsessed with the millennium oh my god because we were like oh it's like new like future like i don't know (laughs) right also on the note of boy bands i saw a tiktok last night of an interview with joey fatone's daughter And she's probably like in her twenties now. And she was just talking about like what it was like growing up with her dad in NSYNC and like what she thinks about like the music and the dancing and just kind of being interviewed. And they showed her some footage of um, a performance that they did where Joey was like the lead dancer. And she was like, oh, they let him be up front. Oh my god, that is so iconic. Isn't it? She she seemed like very like funny, like Joey vibes. Has <laughs> she seen his work in my big fat Greek wedding? Oh my god, I wonder. I only watched part one and two of the documentary on TikTok. So that was like a solid like max two minutes long. Oh my god. I just remember him being in that movie and recognizing him as a kid from that, like from NSYNC and being like, oh my god. Wow. It's funny that like there was so much crossover between like singers like getting into movies, especially like teen and like like pop stars, like um Britney Spears in Drive Me Crazy, Mandy Moore, Walk to Remember, Princess Diaries. Even, like, Kelly Clarkson, when she, like, won American Idol and then had that movie with Justin. From Justin to Kelly. (laughs) Yeah. I know. They were always trying to, like, capitalize, I think, on as much of the momentum as possible during those times. Right? Was Justin Timberlake ever an actor? No strings attached. No, no strings not no, attached. no, 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 no strings attached was, was the one with, um, Natalie Portman and Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> um, we're thinking friends of friends with benefits. Yeah. Yeah. I still can't believe those two movies were made and I haven't seen either of them, but like, I've seen both, but I thought no strings attached was better. I think people normally though say that, um, Friends with Benefits is better. Mm. I feel like he had to have been in other movies, though. Like, right? why am I not remembering more movies of his? I want to oh, say he, he was, like, on a Disney Channel original movie. He was in that movie Bad Teacher with Cameron Diaz. Did he and Cameron Diaz date? Sounds familiar, but I don't really remember. He was... Also, he was actually in quite a few movies. Yeah, now that I'm looking it up, like he was in The Social Network, Alpha Dog, Wonder Wheel. I don't know what these movies are. Model Behavior. That's what I'm thinking of. Model Behavior. I love that movie. Did you see that? No. It's it was on the Disney Channel like quite often when I was growing up. It came out in 
literally the millennium 2000 um (laughs) about two girls one was a model and one was um like a student and she was like catering an event once and they realized they looked alike and the model was like I hate my life I feel like I'm trapped and so they switch places and the other girl gets to date Justin Timberlake for a time oh my god This is so funny. I feel like this sounds familiar, but I definitely don't think I've seen it. Yeah. That's so interesting. And this was a Disney Channel. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then American Girl also came out with a ballet outfit that was re-released. Yes. The ballet outfit actually was like somewhat reasonably priced now that I'm looking at it at $42. Okay. Um, but the other outfit that they re-released, the winter magic outfit, mm-hmm. $75. Wow. Were now, these the outfits win- that, that you liked growing up? So the winter magic outfits from 2004 – and I don't remember it. I maybe have seen it, but I don't think I like, I was 11. So I was kind yeah. of like out of my American Girl phase. The ballet outfit, I kind of remember, but I don't think I wanted this. Like, and yeah. you know why? I feel like they had better, I kind of feel like they had like a ballet, like warm up outfit that I liked way better. Ooh, you know, I came across one today um, that was like a pink leotard with a pink skirt. That was really cute. It wasn't like a performance outfit. I wonder if that's the one that you were referring to. I think so. And I don't, I think maybe the reason why I was more drawn to the less, um, I don't know, like less like recital based one was because I felt like the one that was like more reflective of my interests was like the one that was like the dance class outfit because that's like, yeah, you know, my usual attire. Yeah. Fair. Totally fair. You know, I didn't realize that American girl made Halloween costumes like in the early two thousands. Like I saw like the hippie costume that I saw for dolls. They also launched for girl sizes and there was like yeah. a princess outfit. I learned a lot today looking at yes. the Shagnon Museum of Toys and Collectible scans from like the early 2000s. <laughs> yes, I remember actually. So a lot of those costumes, they did not really like venture off from those for years. Like I feel like the hippie costume at least was around for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's quite cute. I like that they like had the outfits for girl size and doll size. Like it seemed like they leaned into that a lot more um, later in like past the time I was into AG. Like, of course they had like the historic outfits, but they got really into like the, girl size offerings which I would have just loved totally I feel like though I wish I because like the historic clothing for girls could totally have been for Halloween as well Mm -hmm. like totally it it doesn't have to be but it totally could have been yeah something that is really like trendy right now that is reminding me so much of Samantha is and like a little bit of Kirsten I feel like too because it could kind of go either way depending on how it's styled is like those dresses and like Sophia Richie wore one and I forget who made it the day after her wedding at like breakfast but it was like a red and white like polka dot with like a lace like bib in the front like vibe and like I've seen like tanks wearing them a lot too um but like it's giving like that sort of like 80s but also victorian vibe oh my god i love it i love I that vibe out. so much but like i want to find out who makes it it's definitely like an expensive designer but it's like literally just like a dress samantha would wear mm, love it 
And then Laura, before we started recording, I showed you one of my recent eBay purchases of a storybook heirlooms catalog from 1997. And thank you to the listener who clued me in on what storybook heirlooms name was. I was trying to remember it on an episode a couple months ago where I really wanted to have that moment of nostalgia, but I couldn't remember what it was called. And I'm so glad they DM'd us to share the title because this is exactly it. I got my catalog. I had an eBay alert on for um, a 90s edition. And thankfully I got one from 97 when I was probably like at the height of looking at this catalog. And I just showed Laura before we recorded. And it was like, it was so Samantha. It was like every like Victorian nineties dream outfit, like a lot of muffs, a lot of like faux fur, big collars, poofy dresses. Like it was a delight to look at. That catalog was full of so many gems. And after seeing you, um, you know, show me more close up some of the pages, I'm like, I feel like I saw a version of this catalog at some point because I loved yeah. the idea of like the cohesiveness of it, you know? Right. I know. And I love the outfits with like the mother, the daughter, the son, like everyone just looks so cute. I am obsessed Truly. with this. I feel like I want to like, maybe post some of these looks to stories on the day that this comes out because absolutely everyone needs that moment of nostalgia I feel like I've been buying a lot of like random catalogs from the 90s but I have nowhere to like put them like getting like the magic attic doll catalog was also a great like moment of nostalgia yeah, I feel like there are so many catalogs that like I've kind of forgotten about, but I feel like if I saw them, I'd be like, oh, I remember getting this catalog on a regular right. basis. Like Pottery Barn Teen, I'm sure, yes. has some great ones. Oh my God, right? I'm like so happy I saved my PB Teen catalogs and I like have a bunch of them in my parents' attic. I brought one um, for you, I have one at my apartment too. Um, yes. I just want limited two. I want a 1996 to 1998 limited two catalog. That would be amazing. Also gotta love, um, the Oriental Trading Company <gasps> catalog. Oh my God. Well. I loved that catalog so much where, it was just like the theme party pages. I loved the crown page where it was like crown after crown on black background. And they all had like these beautiful names. <laughs> like who that was buying these crowns? I, I know. Like and prom queen maybe. True. And that was like a certain amount of cohesiveness too. Like you could really, similar to like American Girls party kits, like you could really create like a whole vibe with those right it's so true and I love that like um I think this was like something from the oriental trading catalog where it was like you could buy things in like grosses like a dozen dozens so like 144 items and they would call it a gross That's yeah like burned in my mind <laughs> well that I guess like you maybe would need to buy that many of some things too but I love that they called it a gross gross right <laughs> a wholesale oh amount <laughs> right wow I would love to see one of those catalogs from the 90s um I love the party catalog I think we've talked about this on the podcast I love the party catalog called shindigs with a z at the end yes that was really good there was another catalog that I loved that was all costumes like dress up costumes um and I remember there was one that was like an orange and cream dress called peaches and cream that I like lusted after and I love the Ashton Drake doll catalog oh my god <laughs> I you know what other catalog I feel like used to come to my house and it's like not even one that I would look at but I remember seeing it and being like oh my god one day like I'll need to like order from this catalog it was the victoria's secret catalog <laughs> oh my god one day 
<laughs> one day, but it was always like during those days, like really like I don't know, like I feel like it was like soap opera vibes, like Yes. it was very cringy almost. I can't like <laughs> describe like I totally get that. like the nineties era. I feel like they had like a lot of like nightgowns and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't Oh actually god. sex it wasn't like really actually that sexy, like at the time. Right. It was just like really pretty and like romantic. Right. Yeah, It it I love kind that. of like it kind of like got rebranded, I feel like, during like I would say like the like late nineties, early two thousands, like during like the supermodel era. But this was kind of like the Mm-hmm. Yeah. the more like soap opera, like <laughs> dynasty like vibes. right. <laughs> Totally. Oh my God. And speaking of sleepwear, and I'm going to make the jump over to slumber party, but did they also recently launch the slumber party kit for Nikki and Isabel as well? Yes. So they launched or relaunched the slumber party kit along with the t-shirts, the American Girl of Today t-shirts, um, the black ones with the logo, because the slumber party kit kind of has the same logo. Um, and I was excited to see that come back, actually. I am really psyched to see this slumber party kit. It's a little different than what they actually offered in the nineties. It does not have the confetti star soap, which was the highlight of it for me. Um, it does have that hairbrush that kind of like pops in and out with the Love mirror, that. um, Yep. flashlight. So some things are, are new, um, but it does come with a mini care and keeping of you book, which is really cute. I'm Cause obsessed that's like, with that. that's like a slumber party activity. Like get the girls together, discuss the book. <laughs> Totally. I guess like what I wish they would do is also come up with one for girls. I know. Like, imagine how cute it would be to have this little case. I know. I would love that. I would absolutely love that little case. But I do love it. You know what I was kind of wondering when I um was seeing these re-releases was, like, were these, like, remade or were they, like, extra that they had? Not <laughs> Good not the question. slumber party kit. Like, I don't think that. I think this they remade. But, like, the outfits that they re-released, like, the winter one and the ballet one, like, Right. were those just, like, additional inventory? Oh my God. I would love to see what the American girl factory looks like and what's like in excess that they're trying to get rid of. Right. Like, because maybe they thought that they couldn't, like, get rid of it otherwise. Mm -hmm. And now they have the opportunity and we're going to, like, see them start re-releasing more because they just like have limited inventory I don't know I'm hoping Right. that they also have an archive and they're not like <laughs> fully getting rid of anything Seriously. Oh my goodness. And I love that they launched the shirt with the logo. Like I think seeing this logo just instantly makes me happy. It's so, it's like a symbol of uh, childhood, this logo with the girl. Um, we don't love that it's not size inclusive. We No. wish that there were extended sizes for this. Um, and then just to know, I got a, I got a logo shirt earlier this summer from tpublic.com. It's not the exact same as this. Um, it does have the logo, but it's like tilted a bit. It's like on a diagonal, Yep. but I was able to get it in a super soft cotton They have a lot of different color options and yeah, it, it's a good alternative if you don't want to purchase this one. Yes, a hundred percent. Agree that it's frustrating that they are not more size inclusive with this. There's not even an XL. Right. That's And I kind think of crazy. when you look at like the American girl uh, comment section on the shirt, I think that feedback is extremely clear 
to AG. So I hope that they listen to um, their audience because it seemed like a lot of people would have liked it. So I'm hoping they take that feedback and extend the sizes and be more inclusive. I agree. I agree. Well, speaking of this trip back into the 90s and early 2000s, Lindsay, what are we talking about today? (laughs) Laura, we wanted to dive into Girl of the Year a bit more. Like we've talked about Girl of the Year and the concept of it here and there on the podcast, but we haven't really dove into it. Like you had a girl of the year, you had Kaylee, the second girl of the year, Yes, Um, but we haven't really explored this kind of, uh, extension of the AG brand. So we're going to take a little look today at Lindsay Bergman, who was launched in 2001. Yes, correct. Okay. So she was our very first girl of the year and girl of the year, I think when we were looking at the girl of today outfits, we saw something that said girl of the year kind of sprouted from the idea that girls wanted a little bit more backstory to the dolls and to have, you know, that modern experience that, you know, you saw in like the historic dolls with the books and like more depth, but they wanted that for more contemporary dolls. So they launched these limited edition um, uh, characters that would be available for a year. And it's still going to today. Like this is still a thing that American Girl does each year. Yes. I I would say that I feel like the um, Girl of the Year now is sort of what like historical maybe was to us back mm-hmm. in the day in that like they're really putting a lot of the attention to detail in them yeah um and that's not a bad thing I think it's really cool we've had a couple of cool ones they're actually like getting ready to release the girl of the year early this year which is kind of exciting um I'm excited to hear like what it's gonna be it makes a lot more sense to me that they would do it before (laughs) holiday time also right totally I'm so excited to see who she is a little bit early Agreed. But let's dive into Lindsay Bergman. First of all, Lindsay, how do you feel? And were you aware? Because this is a little bit outside of like when you were into American Girl. Were you aware of Lindsay? And how do you feel about the fact that her name is Lindsay? First of all, I am just loving that her name is Lindsay. And it is spelled E-Y, which is... I think a funny little sticking point when you are a Lindsay, because there are two dominant ways to spell it and then a whole lot of variations. Mm -hmm. So whenever you see someone is spelled the way you are, it's just like a little extra pep in your step. But I will say I had absolutely no knowledge of Lindsay Bergman. Like it pains me to say this because it like is such a clear like line that my American girl time, uh, had ended. Thankfully it has returned, but had ended (laughs) because this girl was also a Jewish girly. She was prepping for her bat mitzvah. Like I would have loved this doll growing up. Um, yeah, I I just had no knowledge of her. I love that they made this doll Jewish. I think that Nikki and Isabel are also Jewish. Yeah, they are. I think that that's really great that like in their first foray into like a modern character with a backstory, mm-hmm. they decided to make her Jewish because that's not really something you were going to get from any of the historical dolls that were available at the time. Now we obviously right. know we have Rebecca Rubin, who is Jewish. But what I like about the fact that they did this is that like if you were, you know, maybe 
in an area where you didn't know a lot of other Jewish kids growing up, this would definitely, I think, make you feel seen. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Jewish representation with the Hanukkah outfit that they launched for the girl of today offerings, um, which they did have like a more inclusive array of cultural celebrations, uh, which was great to see. Um, but that was like the first acknowledgement really of religion outside of Christianity. It seems like all the dolls had like Christmas stories. So, right. Well, and also like it's, they had that like outfit and like accessories that went with it and stuff. Mm -hmm. But like, I think that why this like is even better is that it like is part of the story so Mm -hmm. it's like woven into the character whereas like the girl of today um outfit that like you could buy is like definitely like cool but it's like you know the story of girl of today is like whatever you want to make it to be so this is like great because they're sort of like saying like oh no here's like a story we wrote Mm mm-hmm Totally. That's a really good point. And it's like with the girl of the year, like, I don't know about like when the transition happened where they launched multiple outfits for the girls and multiple books, but Mm -hmm. it seems like with the first few, at least like you get one book, one outfit, potentially, like there weren't other, um, variations that you could purchase, but correct me if I'm wrong on that. I, I think, think Kaylee had a you, couple options, but with Lindsay, I think you're right. I I had more. I had maybe like three or four outfits for Kaylee mm-hmm. that were part of her collection, and for Lindsay, yeah. there was only one. Um, and it was iconic. It was iconic, but I don't know why. Seeing her shirt that says "Dogs with the Heart" like makes me mad inside. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like so funny, outfit, and it's just dogs I know it's you know why I love like for me what Lindsay's doing is I love on the book cover how she's holding her little (laughs) her little dachshund it's so cute it's so it's really cute and it's like a multi-dimensional character who had like a lot of interests so yeah I'd be curious to read her book now I don't know how it you know what's on it, but you, you know interesting. what's interesting about this too, and I'm not like sure. I'm not sure if this is just like a logistical thing, but in this intro to Lindsay that we're getting, it says, "You've asked to read about American girls of today. Now we're bringing them to you each year. A great new girl with her own story." But there's two years actually between when they launched Lindsay and when they launched Kaylee. So I don't know why that is. I don't know if this maybe came out at like the end of 2001 Mm -hmm. and like Kaylee came out at like the beginning of 2003. I'm not 100% sure why the two years, because then they say it again, like she's only here for one year. Lindsay's available only for a limited time. Next year we'll introduce a new American girl today (laughs) with her own personality and point of view, but they did. Yeah. Like, I guess I would love to just quickly double click into what month Lindsay was launched in she was released in 2001 retired in 2002 first girl of the year yeah that that is interesting I definitely noticed that too with like the cadence between like the first few launches of the dolls um I think there was like there were other gaps too early on um but yeah, I mean, I don't blame them. It was their first first test of this. Yes, it was a test and learn scenario. <laughs> but I want to I want to dive into this like backstory of her a little bit before mm-hmm. we like get into like some of her outfits and accessories. So this is like what they describe as facts and person and like personality traits about Lindsay. 
Lindsay Bergman just wants to help out and fix things. She tries to stop the pet parade, help two teachers fall in love, cheer up her uncle, and help out with her brother's bar mitzvah. In her book, she learns that there is more than one way to make a difference. She has an older brother named Ethan, a dog named Mr. Tiny. She loves <laughs> to ride her scooter. Lindsay's described as being funny and good-hearted. However, she seems to always be in trouble. Lindsay always has a new project to work on so she can help. She's not very well liked in school. <laughs> oh, no. She has a friend named April who she thinks is a little strange. She plays the <laughs> trumpet in school band. Oh no. I mean <laughs> I mean, like, who wrote this description? It's so like <laughs> harsh. It, it it starts off like fine, but then like Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess they tried to make her really relatable um, and leaning into things that you didn't see with the historic characters and other stories that were being told. Like, I feel like not a lot of the other characters that I remember really struggled with friendship or people liking them or trying to, I don't know. I mean, I think right. a lot of them, like, their heart was in the right place, but things went awry a lot. So that was like something that carried through to Lindsay. But right. oh my gosh. Right. No, absolutely. <laughs> I feel like she's like, you know, she's what I'm like hearing is Molly. It's yeah, this is very Molly. Like I feel like Molly would definitely like try to turn her teachers into lovebirds keep her school safe from bullies get her grumpy uncle to smile oh goodness finding her lost dog that's sad i know i'm i'm looking at the page of american girl wiki that describes her book mm -hmm. and the poster that they show that's talking about um her dog being lost is so the picture of him on it is so cute Oh, Mr. Tiny, <laughs> Mr. Tiny. Um, but anyway, shall we break down her outfit? Let's do it. So I already alluded to her green shirt that just says dogs where the top row, it's like a little quadrant in the top row is D with a heart. And then the bottom is G S. Yes. I mean, the early two thousands were just full of these logo tees and shirts with really ridiculous sayings on them. So this is very of the times, like very, Agreed. this is just everywhere in, in the culture. Yeah. I feel like that's on point. Right. Were you into shirts like this, Laura? Totally. Yeah. I, I feel like all my shirts had like something on them. <laughs> when I was growing up, it wasn't too prominent to be honest like I don't really remember having a lot of shirts with words on them but when I got into high school and like uh like the wave of, of like Abercrombie shirts with sayings on them was just everywhere okay so I kind of remember that era of Abercrombie I know Kate mm -hmm. Kennedy of Be There in Five did like an amazing episode on Abercrombie <laughs> where she talks about the shirts I feel yeah. like though the my only experience with those shirts was like seeing other people wearing them and maybe occasionally coming across them mm -hmm. in the store but i was a little young by the time i was doing abercrombie most of the shirts were just like logo branded yeah that's that's yeah that checks out to the time frame yeah like in junior high and really getting into like ninth grade 10th grade the like inappropriate sayings, like the double entendres were like ever so prevalent. And like, that was also the time of like urban outfitter tees, urban outfitters t-shirt collection where I felt like they were so recognizable. Like there were maybe like 20 shirts that like everybody had like, and oh. a lot of celebrities would wear them. Like I, would buy shirts solely because Paris Hilton wore them too. Like, I oh my god! So remember, <laughs> remember Kitson. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness! Of course, everybody <laughs> had 
like a Kitson logo tee in like the tabloids and I wanted one. <laughs> I recently went to Kitson for the first time a few oh months ago. Oh my god. Ago. What was it like? Um it's very like gift shoppy. Okay. Like I expected it to have like more clothing, but maybe it used to. It Oh yeah, they had those like they had a lot of like Free City, you know that brand? Mhm. Free City sweatpants everywhere. Okay. Well, it's cool that you got to go in there and experience that. Yeah. I really am glad because I feel like it was like a full circle moment right. for me from childhood. But Seriously. I feel like I, I like Lindsay's shirt for the time. I love her little like cargo style skirt. Mm-hmm. That's really cute. I think overall the outfit looks like really pulled together. Like her cargo skirt is really cute. She also has like a sweet little um, zip up that matches like her whole vibe cohesively pulling in like the green and the red and the navy. Um, But it has kind of that like, mm, like the sleeves are navy and the jacket shirt part is, gosh, that was a terrible description. I have no idea what you call it. Um, It's like, it's like light blue on like the front yeah yeah and like the hood is light blue it's really cute it's overall an adorable outfit yeah like I think this would have gotten people interested I I knew Mm -hmm. a couple people who had Lindsay and a a couple of them have been on the podcast so I feel like she was like people were drawn to this element for sure yeah do you remember when she came out I do. I actually remember sort of being tempted Mm. by her a bit, but I ultimately, this very same year that she came out, ended up getting the girl of today that has like the blonde, like curly pigtails. But I feel like I was tempted by Lindsay because I liked like similar to the girl of today like she had a sort of like unique hair look yeah with like the shorter curly hair um yeah but Lindsay- I like I like Lindsay's hair much more in like the picture where she's sitting next to her book than I do like in the picture where we see like her full outfit yeah I like her I don't like her hair honestly Ooh, I hate to say it but it's really cute on the book cover but like the doll version isn't doing it for me. And it kind of reminds me of, um, for the millionth time I saw a TikTok recently. Um, but it was a girl being like in this really cute, like short haircut. And she's like, if you're thinking about your cutting your hair, just do it, just do it. And someone stitched it and was like, no, 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 not you not me, not you. You cannot do <laughs> yes. it. <laughs> yes. She's like this. She's not talking to you. Yeah. She's not talking about you. <laughs> yes. And yes. It's giving this vibe to me, like as someone who like perpetually, like I cut my hair, I hate it. I grow it out. I hate it. And I'm just in this cycle for the past 20 years. It's giving that kind of vibe to me with Lindsay's hair. I agree. I think that's ultimately maybe why I decided I wasn't into her was because I didn't love, I liked that she had different hair, but I, I liked the girl of today better. Um, Yeah. Fair. But it does look cute when she's on her scooter. Yes. And I think, you know, the accessories that were available for her were definitely a draw because she has like a razor type scooter which was so popular when we were Mm -hmm. kids um and then you know she also has some like tech accessories like she has her little (laughs) laptop and her um kind of like messenger bag which I Mm -hmm. always wanted a backpack in that style (laughs) it's really cute I love that she has a laptop I would have dreamed of that uh growing up either in doll form or personal form I love that AG also came out with like tech accessories around this time too yes yes they did this they were experimenting with tech I love that they say that her laptop is your own personal organizer I don't (laughs) understand how that could be when it is so small 
<laughs> right? It says it keeps you both connected. Store 50 names and phone numbers, view the date and time, use the calculator while you're out and about. And you get well, two pretend mini discs too. <laughs> I just don't understand like how you'd be able to even press the buttons. I have no idea. Like, how would you be able to type anything, let alone, like, full names and phone numbers? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I could get it if it's, like, a teeny tiny calculator that they gave you, like, a stylus tool to use on it. But, like, how are you going to type someone's name into this? Exactly. Exactly. Maybe it was Um, kind of, like, the technology at the time where like on your Nokia phone, like one number was representative of three letters Mm. and you just have to like continuously click it until you reach what you want. But I don't really see that on this laptop. I guess it must've been like, I think you're onto something though. Maybe it's like the size of like a flip phone. Yeah. But it looks, it looks laptop size when she has it in her lap (laughs) like they show her with it and it looks like proportionate to her right but like maybe to us it's like phone sized Mm. because like I can't picture like being able to use this with my human hands no definitely not I want to see like a person holding it (laughs) I know we're gonna investigate this a little bit more (laughs) <laughs> they have it on eBay for $45 or they have their her whole like thing of accessories for 170 with the scooter. <laughs> um no, this is just like her computer accessories. Oh, oh damn. I mean, $32 in 2001. Okay, I'm so bad at like scale, but there is this like picture I'm seeing on eBay of the laptop open next to her Mm -hmm. and it's like about the same size as her bike helmet so it's the same size as like the head of the doll (laughs) so that could be like it's like game boy size I guess okay but still like the buttons, I think where we're getting tripped up here is that the buttons buttons, could, could not be big enough Right. It's not the screen. It's not the base. It's the buttons. And especially for doing all that it could say that it does. Exactly. It's interesting that you could store info on here. I wonder if it was like battery operated, if you had to plug it in, how it was functional. Yeah, good question. Oh, it had two button batteries I see here, which are included. Oh, God. Button batteries? Like, good luck. Those just never got replaced in my house. Oh, my God. I have a deep fear of button batteries after TikTok. Yeah, because people have swallowed them. People swallow them. I also have a deep fear of, um, like, water beads. Water beads? What do you mean? Yeah. There are these little beads that fill up with water. So they're like kind of jelly, but like apparently like kids could choke on them and it could really harm them um, internally and give them like brain damage. Like it's, I've seen a couple of videos on it and I'm just like, all right, note to self, never gift this to any children. Yeah. It's like scary. Right. And I'm like, it's, I thought I was really cool, but nope. That's a no. Oh my gosh. At least I feel like American Girl would have been cautious of the button batteries, but. I know. Seriously. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, was there anything else about Lindsay? Do we have any final thoughts on her? Um, I like her. I think for a first girl of the year, she's a strong contender but I do think the next one that they come out with which happened to be the one that I had they really like upped the ante for sure and we'll get into Kaylee on another episode in the future so we can really take a look at her collection and hear all of your in-depth thoughts on her Laura I'm really excited to 
dive into her because we talk a lot about your Samantha, your host, Safina, but we haven't really like gone into Kaylee. (laughs) No, we haven't. And I will say like, you know, we can get into it, but of all my American girls, she kind of got the most short end of the stick because she was the last, (laughs) but (laughs) more on that later. (laughs) Fair. Oh my goodness. Well, this has been so fun, Laura. Always great to chat with you about all things AG. Yes, same here. And thank you everybody for joining us this week and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to American Girl Women. For more AG Women content, follow us on IG at American Girl Women or send us your American Girl stories via AmericanGirlWomen at gmail.com. We might just read them on the pod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.